We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back. Like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we live in? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024, coming to you from Long Beach, California. And today we have another edition of the Oregon Recruiting Hour, where I kind of hop into the latest Oregon football recruiting headlines, some tidbits from the trail, some of my latest interviews, and just maybe some big picture recruiting stories as well. If you're an Oregon football fan or an Oregon football fan and you aren't subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe button and throw a like my way. Hit that like button on your video. Come to you guys pretty often, as often as I can. Talking all things Oregon football and recruiting. And it is kind of a slow time right now. We're not seeing a lot of visits going down uh, with the recruiting dead period right now. but the recruiting trail is set to open again, I believe, next week, coming out of the weekend, either Monday or Tuesday. The visits will start flowing again, and we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Right now, it's kind of setting official visits, unofficial visits. We got a lot of camps, um, seven-on-seven tournament stuff. So I'm, I might be getting out to some seven-on-seven this weekend, possibly. So we will see what's going on there. But that's kind of where we're at right now as far as everything goes on the recruiting trail. But let's get into our first story of the day. 2025 Cleveland, Ohio, Shaker Heights defensive back Trey McNutt is a major target for Dan Landing and the Ducks here in the 2025 recruiting cycle. He was on campus in Eugene for one of the Ducks' two junior days earlier this week. And I had a chance to talk with Trey McNutt about his visit and kind of the latest in his recruitment as it stands right now. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Trey McNutt. A reminder, you can find full quotes over on ducksdigest.com. And Trey McNutt is listed as uh, a safety, I believe, on 247 Sports. But he's also he's listed as a safety. He is listed as an athlete. This is a guy who does a little bit of everything, but uh, I think let's just call him a safety for right now. But Trey McNutt is one of the top targets for the Ducks in the 2025 class, certainly on defense. 
This was his first trip out to Eugene after picking up an offer from Dan Lanning and the Ducks in January. So this is a trip that came together pretty closely, pretty quickly, rather. And I asked him what his highlights were, what some of the highlights were from his time in Eugene. And he said, quote, being with Coach Wadud, I like him a lot. He's a good coach, great coach, and also the campus. The facilities is crazy. I'd never been out there, but just seeing it and seeing the campus, it was crazy. I know they're getting a new indoor and all that. It's going to be amazing. And Rashad Wadud, if you know uh, Oregon recruiting, that's definitely a name that you are familiar with. He is a big name that works with the corners on the staff and is a big recruiter for the Ducks as well. And he's one of the two coaches that has really solidified Oregon as a contender in this recruitment with Trey McNutt, even though it's only been a little over a month since they've been involved. And McNutt talked about his relationships at Oregon, saying, quote, Coach Wadud, he's been hitting my phone every day, just building more and more relationship with me. And Coach Dan, he set the tone for Oregon. And he let me know that they're going for a national championship and that the program is going up and they want me. He let me know that I'm at the top of their board and him being a defensive coach is pretty cool. And one of the cool things about this recruiting visit for Oregon and and Trey McNutt, one of the questions that I usually ask recruits is what stands out to you about Oregon? And he gave me a, a unique answer saying definitely that it's different. It's far away from home. And just in general, they're on the uprise. Oregon and their program, they're on the uprise and their coaching staff. It's a good coaching staff. So the six foot 185 pound defensive back has 34 other scholarships on the table, but he didn't really mix words when he said he really likes Oregon expressing his interest in the ducks saying, quote, I definitely like Oregon a lot. I'm going to be back down. I'm going to get my mom down there to see it. I'm going to keep building a relationship with the coaches. And McNutt is one of many recruits that's going to be hitting the road. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, And it looks like he is going to be getting out to USC first, but also mentioned schools like Tennessee and Oregon that he also wants to get out to. So I think Oregon's going to be one that is definitely in the mix here uh, for Trey McNutt as he goes forward in his recruitment. Just to give a little bit more background on him, looking at the 247 Sports Composite, he's a four-star rated 0.9790 number 36 recruit nationally, the number two safety, and the number one recruit in the state of Ohio. Reminder that uh, Oregon's also heavily involved with Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, edge rusher um, Justin Hill here in the 2025 class. So that's another name that you have to know. But there's a little bit more to Trey McNutt's story. It's pretty wild, actually. I tweeted about it earlier today on Wednesday saying it's one of the hands-down wildest stories I've ever come across in my six years covering recruiting. Uh, Basically, what it kind of boils down to is this. uh, The state of Ohio right now is is planning to uh, suspend Trey McNutt for uh, one game and counting for each tournament that he plays in for seven-on-seven ball this spring. Um, I I don't know the specifics of, of the rule here, but there's essentially a rule that is preventing um, or is it, I guess, designed to prevent um, Ohio athletes from, from doing this seven-on-seven seven ball. And I asked McNutt for his perspective on this, and it was a little bit of a long quote, but I want to try to read all of it just to give you guys the full story here on what's going on. 
he said, quote, they said that I was suspended for one to two games and counting for every tournament I play in. Uh, but my side, I'm doing this because I'm playing seven on, on seven because I know that these kids in Ohio and I know that everybody is like, it's almost like for kids, it's a dream to play seven on seven in Ohio and all of that and train and just do these things for football in Ohio. They're restricting for these kids. Ohio, they restrict us. Um, they restrict us from training and all of that during this time period. And you can't do that. You can't restrict it somebody from just even getting better, making themselves better in training. So yeah, seven on seven, it's been nothing but like help to me just with exposure and getting down to the South and everywhere, just seeing the world and meeting new people, everything seven on seven has been a big help. And really the rule is wrong. And I know other people see that and yeah, we're working to get it changed. I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to save my season. I'm doing it for the generations after me and the kids that want to do this because I know growing up, I wanted to do it. And now I'm finally doing it and this is happening. So it's really for the generations after me for the kids. So what a wild story. Seven on seven is not short of storylines. I know we had uh, everything with Cam Newton getting jumped out in Atlanta last weekend. Just an awful story uh, that came out of that event. I don't remember which one it was specifically, but for a guy that is a really decorated football player, pouring into the youth and trying to give back to his community for, for that to be something that happens to him is just disgusting and awful. But Trey McNutt, that was a crazy story. And his situation doesn't really have too much to do with his recruitment necessarily. But I liked what he said about how seven on seven provides exposure. And it gives a lot of these recruits, these student athletes, the opportunity to travel to places they've never been before, or maybe never would have had the opportunity to go before. Uh, and then he talked about how it's allowed him to meet people and build connections. And I think that is one of the bright spots of seven on seven football. I know a lot of people have, a lot of coaches have been talking about how it's not necessarily quality football. They're not happy that players are playing with different teams week to week. They're playing in pajamas. I saw a video of a guy playing in like a boxing robe. Um, and it's just some people say it's not real football. And I don't think that I don't think that it is necessarily real football because you don't have pads on and it's you're without four players on both sides of the ball, right? That's why it's called seven on seven. But I do think there is some value in it. And I have had fun covering it because a lot of these guys, whether it's the celebrations they do or the music that they're playing during games and stuff, you really get to see their character shine through. And it just feels like they get to have fun being kids. Um, because I feel like the stakes are a lot lower, but it also does give a lot of players, a lot of recruits, some exposure that they wouldn't otherwise get. So seven on seven is is definitely right now, I would say a mixed bag at best, um, but um, certainly one of the the crazier stories that, that, have, uh, that I've come across uh, in my career as a journalist covering Oregon recruiting. So thought I'd just have a, a quick note there on that one with Trey McNutt, a top 2025 defensive back in the uh, on the recruiting trail for the Ducks. Moving right along, let's talk about Oregon's newest offensive line offer in the 2025 class. Throwing some highlights on the screen right now. If you guys are listening on podcast, 
Give us a try on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. I think it's a, a much more holistic experience of the podcast because I put film of these prospects, of these recruits that I'm talking about up on the screen. But now we are talking about 2025 DeKalb, Mississippi, Kemper County, interior offensive lineman Mario Nash Jr., he landed an offer from Malik Terry and the Ducks on Tuesday. I was able to get an offer with him, uh, an interview with him, excuse me, last night to get the latest in his recruitment. And man, what an awesome interview it was with Mario Nash. I think it's really fun getting to interview some of these guys because some of them are just totally up for being interviewed and they give you really good answers, long answers. And I feel like I really got to know Mario just from my time talking with him but this was a big offer for the Ducks because they haven't done a whole lot in the state of Mississippi they did get Dante Dowdell in the 23 class of running back out of Picayune but he has since transferred to Nebraska after one season with the Ducks and it's uh it's good to see the staff going after top talent in the southeast because it's not going to be guys that are necessarily easy to get but there's so much talent out there and Mario Nash is certainly one of the absolute best. He recently competed in the Under Armour camp out in Atlanta, and it's kind of cool because he was named the offensive line MVP after that camp, and he told me that he was kind of looking to try to wind down his recruitment a little bit, but after winning those honors at the event, there's been some new schools that have kind of hopped in the mix here, and it's given him more options, and now Oregon is one of his latest options got his reaction to the offer, and let's see what I had here. He said, quote, that was my favorite team growing up. It was just one that I really, really liked. And just to get that offer today, man, I was very excited. It made my day. I talked to the O-line coach, and he sounds like a pretty cool coach, and I'm just looking forward to building a relationship with Coach Terry and Coach House. Of course, I talked to him as well, just ready to build a relationship. Of course, you know Oregon got the best uniforms in college football. And this was a cool one because I think a lot of people know about Oregon because of their flashy uniforms, because of the Nike connection. But I asked him, you grew up rooting for Oregon. The uniforms are obviously something that drew your attention, but you're probably looking at the Ducks a little bit different now that you actually have a chance to go and play for them now that you have the scholarship offer. So I asked him what stands out about the Ducks. And he said, quote, Oregon to me, they're like a heavyweight contender. Oregon has been playing very well the last few seasons, and uh, they were like a win away from la last year from competing. I think that they're building a great program. So Oregon's play on the field is obviously something that continues to have them in contention for some of the very best recruits in the country, but there's more to it that caught Nash's eye. He pointed to the NFL production coming out of Eugene saying, quote, I think that the coaches do a great job of getting guys to the next level as well. I see a lot of offensive linemen starting to go to the NFL from Oregon, so I know that they have great talent and great development there at Oregon. Obviously, first-round pick Panay Sewell with the Detroit Lions is Oregon's best example right now. You also have Molly Sala Amavailaulu. Hopefully, I said that right. Playing with the Ravens the last time I checked, and then oh hey, how about 2024? You have the reigning Remington Trophy winner. Jackson Powers Johnson, the best center in college football, who is drawing a lot of praise and hype and generating a lot of buzz ahead of the NFL draft uh, scheduled for late April, I want to say. 
He had a great performance in Mobile, although it was one that was cut short due to re-aggravating a previous injury. But Oregon has kind of become really this this powerhouse program and this uh, factory for offensive linemen. And people out in the Southeast, they're they're taking notice. So this is a recruitment that is really getting pretty intense for Mario Nash. He is... Six foot four and a half, 272 pounds. Some more background here on the 247 sports page on the composite. Three star guy, 0.8900, number 371 player in the country, number 21 interior offensive lineman, and the number 13 recruit in the state of Mississippi. But man, these offers are crazy. The number he has 26 reported scholarship offers. You got Auburn, Florida State in the mix as well. You have Miami, Ole Miss. Penn State, lots of them on the table for Mario Nash Jr. And he also added that when the recruiting trail opens back up, he plans to take quite a few trips in March, notably mentioning Clemson, LSU, Missouri, Penn State, and Florida State. But he also wants to try to work on getting that first trip out to Eugene. He has never been to Oregon, and there seems to be some momentum with Oregon here, even with uh, the offer only coming last night. So I always love being able to talk to these guys really early uh, on as far as when their offers come. So that was uh, that was one I was excited to get. And then just the last little note here on Mario Nash. This is one of the things that I like to do in my recruiting interviews. I basically tell the guys and I say, hey, we always make so much of the player, the guy with all the offers, the one who's putting up all the stats, winning all these awards who are you as a person? What do you like off the field? And uh, that's how I wrapped up the interview. Uh, And he said, quote, I've played basketball and I played baseball and doing track just at home. I just like to be with family. I got three sisters and one brother. I like to cut hair. I'm a barber. I cut a lot of my teammates hair and ultimately want to end up doing that. I play the keyboard and play the drums at my church. So Mario Nash, one of Oregon's newest offers here in the 2025 class is clearly one of many, many talents. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. We are in another edition of the Oregon Recruiting Hour. It is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. We may be in a recruiting dead period, but hey, I got plenty of Oregon recruiting talk for you. 
So if you like Oregon Recruiting Chalk, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. Let's talk about one of the newer and more interesting updates here on the recruiting trail. Uh, this one coming from Greg Biggins of 247. He is one of the very best in the biz. I got tons of love for Greg. I see him out on the trail all the time. Here's a tweet on my screen from Biggins saying, quote, things are heating up with Corona California centennial quarterback Hassan Longstreet, who has a pair of unofficial visits set in March and several schools he's planning to check out in April, including, here's where it gets interesting, Ole Miss, Oregon, and UCLA. Biggins reports that Longstreet will take unofficial visits out to Auburn on March 22nd and Texas A&M on March 29th. So why is this interesting? Well, I think it's interesting for a couple of reasons. Not only is he one of the top quarterbacks in my area in Southern California, but Oregon already has one quarterback committed in the 2025 class in Duck Legacy, Achilles Smith Jr. out of San Diego, Lincoln. So it seems like maybe Oregon's looking to sign two quarterbacks in the 2025 class. And that's an interesting development to me, or at least maybe not development because I need to confirm it myself, but an interesting thought to ponder because I wrote a story yesterday talking about um, Oregon's needs in the 2025 class. And I kind of ranked them from low to high. And for quarterback, I said, low, you already have Achilles Smith Jr. committed, like I mentioned, and then Dante Moore, the UCLA quarterback transfer, um, you have him in the fold coming over from the portal. So I didn't really think that quarterback was a need for the Ducks, but maybe after seeing this, maybe Oregon thinks quarterback is a bit more of a need than I had previously thought. And I have some tape on the screen of Hassan Longstreet who plays at Corona Centennial out there in the Inland Empire. I've, coupled, I've covered a couple of games out there and let me tell you, driving to Corona from Long Beach on a Friday afternoon is not something that I would recommend if you're looking to have a fun afternoon. Uh, my God, some of the absolute worst traffic I've seen since I moved to Southern California, but Hassan Longstreet, great kid. Um, he has probably the strongest arm that I've seen in person. Uh, I think that he still has some room to grow in terms of his processing speed, working through his reads and just being comfortable in the pocket. Um, but that said, I think he is a guy with a lot of upside. He spent his sophomore season at Inglewood High School in Southern California, where he first landed his Oregon offer. And then he transferred to Corona Centennial ahead of his junior season. And uh, if you know college, high school football, excuse me, you know that uh, Corona Centennial is one of the many powerhouse programs in Southern California or California in general. So let me know what you guys think about this development. I personally still don't really think that Oregon needs another quarterback in 2025. Like I said, if you're just looking ahead to the 2024 season, the Ducks are projected to roster a number of talented quarterbacks, headlined, of course, by Dante Moore, the UCLA transfer. You also have Austin Novosad, who signed with the Ducks in 2023 out of the state of Texas. Will Stein and the Ducks flipped him from a longtime commitment to the Baylor Bears. Then you also have Luke Moga, the uh, 2024 Oregon quarterback signee out of Sunny Slope High School in the Phoenix area. And then you also have uh, a local walk-on in Brock Thomas, 
from Sheldon in Eugene. So lots of talent on that roster, but um, if, if there's a position where you need to maybe bring in some more guys to keep that competition healthy, I mean, there's no room, I feel like, on a football team that is more fluid, it feels like, in today's college football than quarterback. But I think the reason a lot of people are excited about Dante Moore is because it gives them some stability. Uh, look what the Ducks were able to do the last couple of times they had a quarterback that was in the system for multiple years as their starter. You're looking at Justin Herbert and you're looking at Bo Nix. Um, they had some some really good seasons with those guys. So I think that having a, a, a multi-year starter is certainly the position that you want to be in if you're any program, but certainly if you are Will Stein and the Oregon Ducks. So not a whole lot to add to this story, but it was one of those headlines that came across my feed that kind of just piqued my interest a little bit. And I was kind of surprised to see it happen. So um, Hassan Longstreet, we'll keep an eye on him. One of the top passers in California, certainly in Southern California. Um, I'll probably see him. My guess is in a couple weeks for the elite 11. But, uh, but we'll have to see what new developments we have on the recruiting trail between now and then. Next story on our agenda today, how about the number one player in the 2026 recruiting class? We are talking about New Orleans, Louisiana, St. Augustine, St. Augustine High School defensive lineman, Jakeem Stewart. He stands at six foot six. 270 pounds and is rated a five-star on the 247 sports composite 0.9994 number one in the country overall number one defensive lineman and the number one recruit in the state of louisiana had 20 sacks as a sophomore as we saw there at the beginning of the huddle highlight reel and the reason that we are talking about jakeem stewart is because it sounds like he's going to be making his way out to Eugene for a visit this spring and not just any weekend, Oregon's marquee recruiting weekend, marquee recruiting event of the entire calendar year. We're talking April 27th for Oregon's annual spring game. This is one of five visits that was reported by Chad Simmons of on three earlier today on Wednesday uh, Simmons also reports that Stewart is going to be visiting Texas A&M, Auburn, Ohio State, and USC in addition to Oregon. But if you're looking at names in the 2026 class, the names do not get much bigger than Jakeem Stewart. Worth noting that Oregon already has one big commitment in the 2026 class. That is from five-star Scottsdale, Arizona, Desert Mountain defensive lineman Tony Cumberland. I know the same. I feel like I have to say this every time I speak about him, but he has gone on the record saying he plans to reclassify to the 2025 class, which I think is notable because the defensive line talent isn't the same caliber out West in 25 as it was in 24. But until we see something official, I'm going to treat Tony Cumberland as a 2026 commitment. So for Oregon, super important that they stay in the mix with top defensive linemen across the country. If there's a position where you can't have enough high-end talent, it's probably defensive line. You have to win the point of attack. You got to win that battle in the trenches if you're Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, and Tony Tuioti. And Jakeem Stewart is certainly one of the very best in the country. I first heard about him last spring 
when Under Armour Los Angeles was holding their camp. I went out to that one and he was named defensive line MVP. So that was kind of when I first started to hear about him. Oregon does have some ties into uh, the Bayou State, the Bengal State. I don't know what their state nickname is, but um, they do have some ties there on staff. So they are going to do what they can to try to get some of these top guys from the Southeast, top guys from Louisiana into the mix. Uh, if you'll remember, the Ducks were heavily involved with Keelan Moses, the 2025 athlete. Uh, linebacker out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana University Lab High School, but he ended up committing to the LSU Tigers. And that really is kind of a common refrain that we hear when it comes to recruiting in the state of Louisiana. It's hard to get top guys out of that state because so many of them, uh, Keelan Moses is a perfect example um, at University Lab. So many of these guys end up staying and playing for the in-state Tigers. I mean, I think I've heard people say, I haven't seen it myself, that University Lab is literally like right next to the LSU campus. So not a huge surprise to see that Keelan Moses, younger brother of Dylan Moses, uh, is going to be playing his college football um, in Baton Rouge for the Tigers. But I think Oregon's obviously got some pretty strong competition here for the number one recruit in the 2026 class, Jakeem Stewart. But he does have some familiarity with the Ducks. It's not going to be his first time on campus when he makes it out to Eugene in April. He came out last year in late July for the annual Saturday Night Live recruiting camp. So the Ducks definitely have some familiarity with Jakeem Stewart. And you got to figure they're going to have some pull here nationally with the best defensive lineman in the country after landing a trio of All-Americans in the 2024 class. You're talking about... Elijah Rushing, a five-star edge rusher, Aiden Breland, an All-American out of modern day, and Jericho Johnson, an All-American defensive tackle out of Northern California, came up with a big fumble in the Adidas All-American Bowl out in San Antonio in January. So Oregon's got some great momentum recruiting top defensive linemen, and I think they're pushing all the right buttons recruiting that position, and they are going to try to get things off to a hot start in 2026. They only have five commitments right now in 2025, but I think as the spring kind of carries on, looking at that month of April and kind of into those early summer months, I think things are going to pick up. But it's important for Oregon staff, for any staff, to recruit multiple classes at the same time, and that is certainly what Dan Lanning and the Ducks are doing by bringing in top prospects in both the 2025 and 2026 class. Heck, you even see them going as far as 2027 in some cases. So Jakeem Stewart going to be making his way out to Eugene reportedly for the spring game scheduled for April 27th. That should be a massive recruiting weekend for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. But hey, that's going to do it for me on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Couple of favors to ask you guys. You got to lock in with me on social media. I'm at Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Read me over at ducksdigest.com and share the show, share the podcast, the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But I hope everybody has an awesome day, an awesome Wednesday. I hope you guys are killing it at work or whatever's going on. And uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.